This is a Nerd and Tie podcast. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your uh, monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus the usual bullshit. We are back in the studio this month, and not me recording on an iPhone in the woods, which is a thing that happened last month, because that's where I was. And You know, it felt authentic to answer questions in a forest with an iPhone, but you know, production value was a little lower. Like, I didn't have that background music that I usually have playing behind me. None of it. Because, again, I was on an iPhone in the woods. (laughs) Well, during that previous feedback episode, uh, one of the questions I answered was about gender identity and witchcraft. And while I think I covered the specifics that the question asked, it made me want to dive into that topic on a deeper level. Because, you know, that's sort of the whole point of this podcast. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? In in theory, I mean, I don't know, maybe you just really like the sound of my voice, but I doubt it. I'm... I'm assuming you're here for the information. So, to start things off, I want to reiterate something I'm pretty sure I talked about way back in episode one, at least briefly. And that is about the word witch, that it is a gender-neutral term. I sometimes see people make claims about where the word came from or what it really means, but here's the thing. Literally, no one knows for sure where the word witch came from. It is it is a mystery, sort of. People have opinions, but no one knows for sure. Well, the one thing we know is that the word witch comes from the Middle English witche, W-I-C-C-H-E, which in turn came from the Old English witcha, W-I-C-C-A, which is the masculine form, and witche, W-I-C-C-E, which was the feminine form. That is it. We do not know the origins of the word any further back than that. Scholars literally disagree about where the words witcha and witcha came from. The roots have been lost to time. A lot of different ideas have been proposed, but none are certain. Like, we know it's related to the Old English verb uh, witchian, but that just means to bewitch. And no one knows where that came from either. Uh, The Oxford English Dictionary just says it's of obscure origin and just frickin' gave up. Some scholars say it uh, comes from the roots for wise person. Others say it comes from words meaning to bend or to weave. Another theory is that it just came from the roots meaning to gesture mysteriously. Yeah, that's literally nobody agrees. And while there is evidence to back multiple theories here, 
there's no more to back one than the other. So when someone tries to explain where the words Witcha and Witcha came from with any certainty, take a minute because one of two things is happening. Either this person do, didn't do their research, they just didn't look it up, or they have an agenda. Or both. Both is good. Of course, let's be clear. Just because the word witch is gender neutral doesn't mean that every form of witchcraft is. There are forms of witchcraft which are exclusionary to one or more genders. Uh, most famously, Z. Budapest's Dianic Wicca is a form of witchcraft which is supposed to be exclusively practiced by women. Now, when Z. Budapest says women, she is referring to assigned female at birth people and is essentially just talking about cis women. Um, but that isn't to say there aren't Dianic groups that are open to non-binary and trans women, quite the contrary, but, but it's important to remember that Z Budapest herself is trans-exclusionary. But I think that is such a big, big ball of whack, like such a big topic to dig into that that, that gets its own episode. We're going we're gonna to talk about that on its own another day. It touches something important, though, and that is uh, some forms of witchcraft aren't always the most enlightened paths. There is and has been backwards thinking regarding gender and witchcraft circles since always. People like to hold up witchcraft as like this enlightened thing um, because, uh, like especially religious witchcraft, because traditional religions have been so uh, patriarchal in structure, at least in Western society in most of our lifetimes, that the idea of a female-centric religion seems immediately more progressive. And maybe it is, but that doesn't mean it can't be incredibly regressive if in certain traditions. You know? There, there is and has always been backwards thinking regarding gender in witchcraft circles since always. You're going to find authors and witches who aren't always as progressive as they either tell people or think they are themselves. There's a problem I noticed uh, a long time ago and that there are a lot of people who, while younger, expose themselves to new ideas and think of themselves as fairly liberal and progressive. But then... As they get older, life gets in the way, and they kind of sequester themselves off in, in the suburbs mostly. And, and while they still think of themselves as progressive, they think they're open to new ideas, the world moves on without them while they're separated from it. And then they get incredibly offended at being accused of holding a regressive idea because in their mind, they're the liberal one. They can't have a regressive idea. It's a, it's a whole thing. And so, what does that have to do with gender identity and witchcraft? Well, a lot. When you pick up a lot of witchcraft books, especially Wiccan ones, you see a lot about feminine and masculine energies. I mean... 
with Wicca, the, the most common form of modern witchcraft, it's built right into the system. It's a religious form of witchcraft that literally centers on a goddess and god. A lot of Wiccas focused on the cycle of fertility, and its great rite centers on a symbolic version of heterosexual sex. If you've not looked into it, this is true. You, you literally stick the pe knife penis into the cup vagina. I'm going to give you a moment to sit with that. Also, just as an aside, I've been a Wiccan for like over 20 years. And the Great Rite is something I don't even bother with. I honestly think it's just something horny dudes stuck into the religion to try to get laid. Like, if you're into it, cool. That's great. But leave me the heck out of it. I mean... This is like the sky-clad thing all over again, and I have some issues with it. But uh, maybe at some point here I should wander back to the point. Anyways, some Wiccans uh, go, go so far as uh, many Wiccans attribute gender to the elements. The feminine ones are usually earth and water, and the masculine elements are fire and air. But there's so much bullshit gender essentialist thinking in this. When you break it down, it seems harmless at first, but when you look at them, or the reason why the elements have those genders, it's, it always comes down to masculine is seen as active, while feminine is seen as as passive. In the example of the elements, it might not be obvious, but this reinforces that idea. You'll hear people talk about earth and water being calm and persistent. In other words, passive, while air and fire are wild and moving, or active. Is this the only way to look at these elements? Absolutely not but you'll see a lot of books and witches use this language. And while we often socialize people into these roles in society, there is nothing fundamentally passive about women or active about men. We just tell people they should act that way. In all honesty, when, when you look at it, I've never met a less passive group of people than witches, regardless of gender. If we were passive people, we probably wouldn't have been drawn to witchcraft in the first place. No one passive curses their enemies. I'm just saying. That's just not a thing. Yet, yet, yet this is passed around everywhere. While I was researching this episode, I came across this active-passive gender demarcation again and again. It's just, it's just so persistent, it can drive anyone bonkers. I think a lot of this was lifted from the Chinese concepts of yin and yang, filtered through awkward appropriation by white New Agers, and then thrust into modern witchcraft in the slow, eclectic hodgepodge of appropriation that was the latter half of the 20th century. Stealing stuff from other cultures and making it 15 to 20% worse is 
kind of the Western way. Stuff gets passed around. Nobody sources anything, and we get stuck with it all over the place. This, this gender essentialism is just amazingly pervasive. Just on a level that would boggle the mind. And you have to ask yourself, where do non-binary people fit into all of this? Like, this is very much tied in to the gender binary. And, like, obviously there have been obstacles for uh, transgender people in the witchcraft community. And again, that is, that is a whole other episode I'm going to do some other time. I'm not sure when, but, but we're going to cover that in an episode. Uh, but, but these days, most of the witchcraft community, or at least the, the witches you, you want to talk to at parties, uh, view gender as something outside the physical self Anyways, I mean, we're literally practicing magic here. To see ourselves as limited by our physical bodies is just, well, really, really stupid. But again, that's another episode. What we can't put aside is all this binary thinking, not to, to mention that even if we ditch the ridiculous bullshit of active and passive, we're still thinking in two genders. We're still thinking two genders with earth and air being masculine. <laughs> with earth and air. With fire and air being masculine. I apologize. Occasionally I go off script and that's when I make mistakes. Fire and air being masculine and earth and water being passive. The answer, for me at least to this, lies in the fifth element. And... By that, of course, I mean Mila Jovovich. Sorry, that was a that was a really dumb joke. Of course, I mean spirit. In Wiccan witchcraft and a lot of other forms too, there are five elements, not four: earth, fire, wind, water, and if we're playing by Captain Planet rules, heart. But uh, we're gonna say spirit because we're gonna take this somewhat seriously, just like I take my life. <laughs> Spirit in Wiccan witchcraft isn't purely masculine or feminine as an element. Even in some of the forms that supergenderize everything. Spirit is supposed to be a balance of both masculine and feminine energies. As I've said in other episodes, I'm genderqueer non-binary. My identity itself is, for me, a balance between masculine and feminine. I know not all other non-binary people think of their identity like that, but, but I do. And what drew me to Wicca in the first place was the idea that the universe was built on a balance of these masculine and feminine energies, and that I myself was a part of that balance. I think I, I knew before I even fully understood what my gender identity was. I mean, I know I did. I, I became a witch at 17, and I don't think I became fully comfortable with my gender identity until my 30s. I don't think I had even heard the terms non-binary or genderqueer or gender fluid until my 30s. 
was an important moment for me when you find out words that describe what you've been feeling your whole life. But that's that's kind of beside the point. The idea, though, that those masculine and feminine energies, those, those aren't the, the bullshit active and passive duality that's been hoisted on generations of witches in poorly written books by hack authors. To me, they are essential, raw energy, like pure raging fire. Different, but related. That's my conception. You can still conceive of masculine and feminine energies being different without attributing these bullshit stereotypes that have been bound into them. And you don't have to think of them that way either. You can reject the idea of gender and magic altogether if you want. You can use a completely different conception of it. You can embrace it or ignore it. This is your practice. You are your own person. How you conceptualize your craft is completely up to you. None of us know what the hell we're doing, and anyone who pretends to know what the hell they're talking about probably knows the least. Or is an asshole. There, there are a lot of assholes out there. My point is that we just need to avoid falling into the bullshit traps of gender essentialism. The idea of the passive feminine and active masculine is absolute garbage. And anyone trying to sell that to you should be thrown out right with it. And I want to be clear. It's okay to see active and passive as its own duality. I'm not telling you to scrub that from your practice. I'm technically not telling you to scrub anything from your practice. You're doing your own thing. But I think it's harmful to link these directly to the idea of gender. I mean, these are not innate traits. These are, these are not built in to gender. They're not. It just isn't. None of this is that simple. And, and maybe that's okay. Like, complications aren't sins. Gender identity isn't simple, so how it relates to our magical systems doesn't have to be either. It's, it's when we try to force complex ideas into simple frames that we lose sight of the beauty of it all. You can't simplify this stuff because you can't simplify people. And if, if there's anything this show helps you with, I hope it's helping you develop the tools to see through bullshit like this when you come across it. Toss out gender essentialism from your practice and read sources critically. When someone repeats this stuff, ask, why is the author repeating this? What was their motivation? Was it because it's just what they were taught? Was it because they didn't do their research? Or was it because they were trying to pitch an idea and... Was there another reason behind it? Hopefully that made some sort of sense. Thank you guys for sitting through this somewhat rant of an episode. I'm glad you guys are sticking with us where the podcast is almost a year old at this point. And uh, 
Yeah, it's. I know we just did a feedback episode. I just want to say that a lot of these shows come from ideas submitted by people like you. So if you want to go to bsfreewitchcraft.trhonline.com, there's a, there's a contact form there. And if you have questions, or if, if you want to submit stuff on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft, or reach out to me on Twitter or Tumblr, my account is T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N in both of those places. I'm, I like answering your questions, man. I'm, I'm here for it. And uh, remember, uh, this show is run on support from listeners like you. I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. And, uh, yeah. I'm glad you guys are sticking around. It's uh, It's been an interesting journey so far, and I think it's going to get more interesting. Um, and with that, I'm still going to figure out how to end this show. It's been a year, and I still can't figure out a nice little end catchphrase. But whatever. I wish you all the best of luck in your practice. And uh, remember, this show is a part of the Nerd and Tie Network. Uh, if you want to listen to other great shows on the network, there's the Nerd and Tie Podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to geeky and nerdy things and the convention scene. Uh, on this last episode that came out in August, we talked to David Boop, um, part of the team uh, rebooting uh, Bureau 13, stalking the night fantastic for the Savage Worlds game system. And we there's a really interesting half-hour-long interview in the middle of that episode that I think is a lot of fun. Um, all about how they're bringing the game back and uh, their upcoming Kickstarter. You should check that episode out. It's a lot of fun. And until then, my fellow chickens, I will bid you all a fond adieu. Because, well, that's what I got this month. See you all in September. And have a happy Mabon if I... Uh, you know, if I do the episode after that, and I haven't said that anyways. Whatever. <laughs> good night. Good day. Good morning. Or whatever time of day it is where you happen to exist at this current moment in time. Because that's a thing normal humans say to each other. Right? I don't know. That's what I'm going with. <laughs>